there, I'm Michelle Bunch, and this is Enthusiasm Diaries. Enthusiasm is contagious, and in this podcast, we get to share in the enthusiasm of others and perhaps spark some of our own curiosity along the way. Thanks so much for listening. So I am here today with Nisi Geis. Nisi is the owner of Tiger Lily Goods, and she's a seventh generation Colorado resident. So thanks so much, Nisi, for, for letting me come to your beautiful plant shop. We were just saying how it is so it feels so grounding in the energy of this place. I wish everyone could could see this this. It's beautiful or come check out her shop. But thank you for for doing this. Yeah, thank you for coming. I'm I'm so happy to have you. Yeah. Well, um, to start off, just being in your plant shop, can you just share a little bit about how this came to be, how you became interested in plants? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I was always interested in, in plants since I was little. And my mom always had, and maybe this is like the typical 70s mom that had like plants all over the house. She always had like an avocado seed on the kitchen windowsill like, trying to grow and she would <laughs> oh, try yeah. to grow anything. She's like, it has seeds in it. Let's see what it'll do. And so I always tried to do that. Like I'd try to grow a papaya plant, you know, and which I did for a really long time if I didn't have a lot of money to go buy house plants. And yeah. every time I ate a papaya, I would scoop the seeds out, put it in soil and see what happened. And you actually get a really nice bushy plant wow. that doesn't come to fruit, but you get a free plant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just kind of like watching the way that things grew. Um, we just really sparked an interest with me and I always had house plants. Um, I didn't always take the best care of them though. That's um, where I could, I really, could, yeah, I'm not the best, but I'm going to try to learn. Yeah. And people <laughs> come in here all the time and they say like, Oh, I have a brown thumb. And I was like, well, so did I. And then they're really mm-hmm. shocked to hear that. And, um, like my mom would come into my apartment and touch every single plant and be like, what are you doing with this one? I was like, I don't know. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to keep myself alive, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's one more thing, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's definitely something that you can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, everything take, takes practice, and so if you're passionate about something, you just practice makes perfect, and you just research and and uh, keep working on it until you get it right. But, yeah. So I guess that's what kind of sparked the interest initially. Initially. Yeah. And then did you – so how long have you had this shop? Has it been? Um, it's been a little over two and a half years. Okay. And sort of what came just before that that kind of led you here? Um, well, I worked at a local flower shop. Okay. And I loved it. I, but what I really loved about it the most was um, just working with the community. Yeah. And just, it, it was right around the corner from my house. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was like meeting all these neighbors and just... Uh, the first thing I wanted to ask people was, where do you live? Are we yeah. like, do you live behind me or, you know, and we're just now meeting. Yeah. yeah. Can we be friends? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, that's what I just really loved about it. And, and that when I would take a delivery, the whole story that came about the delivery in the first place, I loved, like I'm sending this for joy or sorrow or right. celebration, whatever it was. I loved being a part of the story and then delivering mm. it to that person and seeing the surprise and the, like the purpose of the flower yeah, arrangement. Yeah. There were so yeah. many times that I cried with people, like bringing them flowers and like, Oh, hi, yay. You know, and then we're crying together. Aww. And I was like, God, oh, that just felt so good. You yeah. Know? Connection. And yeah. Connection. Yeah. It is. It's everything. Yeah. It's really like, it's everything and, and being a part of your community in that way. And it's mm-hmm. just like an integral part that, of your neighborhood. Yeah. And you realize like, I want to have my own business someday, which I always had. Um, like you think from when you were really young, you oh, wanted your own yeah. business? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I always knew it would be something. I just didn't know what it would be. Yeah. And I think that like a lot of um, creatives could say this, um, that you're so good at so many things that it's really hard to pick one. Yeah. And my husband used to always say that to me. He was like, you're so good at so many things. Pick one. Just anyone. <laughs> I like, something. Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, what if I 
pick the wrong thing. Yeah. But, um, but working at the flower shop, I loved it. And I just loved like the creativity and working with nature and getting in yeah. tune with the community. And artis- it, I imagine it being very artistic to put them together. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah. And, um, and I also just saw how much like waste there was. This is the other side of it. Yeah. Um, in the floral industry. And that's before it even gets to retail and then Mm -hmm. during processing and then it goes to consumer and then it lasts like four days. And I know that it costs like, you know, like every time my husband got me a bouquet, especially once I started working in a floral shop, I was like, oh, wow, you're kind of spending a lot on that. And not to say anything bad about floral. No, they're beautiful. I love it. Of course. But just something about like I've always been a very thrifty person. I've always shopped at thrift shops and made my own clothes. And really, I'm really passionate about upcycling and and all of that. So um, I just saw the waste and thought, oh, I don't like that. Like something that just didn't feel right about that to me. So like that little part of it didn't fit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so every time like my husband would get me an arrangement or something for a special occasion, I was like, oh, I love it. It's beautiful. Um, But I wish you would get me something that like either an experience Mm -hmm. that we can do together, like just a nice dinner is better than than that or something I can grow, something I'll have forever. So if you're going to spend that kind of money, you could spend half that, honestly, and get me a plant. Yeah. You know? So, um, You're like, here's a hint for my next birthday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he started doing that. Did he? Yeah. 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 And so I was like, it, that's where uh, the greener way to gift kind of came about. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah. Like a s- sustainable gifting. Something you can give someone that they will keep and grow. And actually, he probably appreciated just knowing what you wanted. He did. Because he yeah. probably just wanted to make you happy and feel loved and appreciated and... Flowers are the go-to. And again, nothing bad about flowers, but you probably like being like, oh, actually, she'd prefer something else. <laughs> yeah, and, and he likes it so much more because he always felt like he would like go to, you know, try to support a local flower shop or go to the big big box flower yeah. places or whatever. And, you know, like same with like sending them to his mom for Mother's Day or something. Sure, sure. And uh, he's like, I just, that just feels like really basic kind of you yeah. know it didn't feel like he had to put too much effort into it and mm-hmm. he's a very thoughtful is man. he he's yeah. a great gift giver yeah great. and yeah he's so this opened surprises. up doors for him yeah he was like oh great <laughs> yeah. i love it yeah and, and i get that from a lot of like husbands and wives and just people yeah. in general that they're that it's a much better way for the, them to express themselves yeah, yeah. i love that so yeah. what so then what happened you you were in the flower shop and then how did you kind of make the move to plants um, well, I left there, but while I was there, I got really into the, um, they did succulent gardens there. Yeah. And I got so really cool. good at those. Yeah. And uh, I just really, like, took to them right away, fell in love with succulents, and they were kind of all the rage back then, so mm-hmm. it was I don't, it was an easy thing to, like, grasp onto. Yeah. Um, and so when I left there, I just kept doing it. Yeah. And I would post them on Facebook, just my personal makes, and people were like, oh, I want one of those. Would you make one for my mom or someone's birthday or whatever? And so I started getting orders. And um and I did which I just love that it was like you weren't even advertising. <laughs> yeah, to, to I was sell. just posting you were a just, picture. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Um, and then uh, so I kind of started selling them just out of my house, and um, I had a big production area in my dining room. <laughs> Your dining room, yeah. I love it. Just <laughs> yeah. scooted out of the way when it was time to eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just turned into and with just my husband and I, we're like, wow. well, I guess you can use the dining room for for that. So it turned into my business, and then. Um, Sunnyside Music Fest was actually how I got my start. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, I got a booth there and thought, oh, yeah, I'll just, why not? It's, like, right down the street. Yeah. And, you know, we'd lived in Sunnyside for, like, 10-plus years or something. And yeah. thought, oh, that'd be fun. That'd be a fun thing to do. And um, it just took off from there. Like, it, it totally 
was out of control. And, and right just before... Just people like wanting to purchase from you? Is that what you mean? Or Yeah. The, I mean, the business kind of formed itself. It just, everything really? started falling into place. And right before the music fest, I thought, I kind of better get my ducks in a row, you know? And so I got, I was like, well, I'll get a website. And I was working for my friend, Amanda, who owns Intrigue Boutique, oh, okay. which was um, next door to the flower shop where I worked. Yeah. And she kind of needed a little hand and she was like, just come in here, work on your website. Like, I just need someone to sit here, you know? And so she just let me kind of... Oh, so you got paid to do your website. Yeah, she let me just kind of build my, you know, build sweet. build yeah. my stuff. And she was a really big mentor to me. And she would help me with all the licensing and all those things whenever I had questions on yeah. how to your start a small business. Yeah. Um, wow. So that was really helpful. But I got all that lined up so that once I was at Sunnyside, I just, I had a feeling that I better be ready because it felt like it was building. You could um, sense it. Yeah, and it was. And so wow. people were like, I need your business card. And, and then it just and you're took like, off. do I have business cards? <laughs> yeah. So I need to luckily I got, I had everything. I think I got my business cards the day before that. And so it was perfect. I handed out tons <laughs> that of worked them. worked out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. It was crazy. And then uh, um, Ashkara, which is a restaurant on like 32nd in, uh, in Tejon or 33rd. Yeah. Um, they reached out to me and like, oh, we saw you there and will you do the plants for our restaurant and that's opening. And so that was kind of like wow. my first, yeah, it's my first commercial job. It just strikes me how many people came to you. You weren't like, wow, I love that. It's <laughs> like you were just there and they, people reached out how, I mean, you weren't like overly having to advertise. Yeah. I mean, I honestly started my business with about $800 when I, when I added it all up, yeah. um, with, with the licensing and, and my initial purchase at the greenhouse. And I was like. It just went, wow, gangbusters from there. So, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. Can you share more about? Because here we are in Colorado, and I'm, I'm. It's we mentioned that you're a seventh generation Colorado, but for people who may not be familiar with Denver, we're talking about a neighborhood in Denver. But can you share kind of a little bit going back in your history as far as your connection to Colorado? Because it's unique. I think it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to hear more. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize how unique it was until, um, I guess, until I went to the grand opening of the Bossler House, which um, which I'll touch on in a second. Yeah. But before that, I just thought, yeah, I'm seventh generation, which I always thought was really cool. Um, I mean, I think it's cool. I'm a native. I just want to say. Yes. So I'm first generation. And I, I tell people I'm a native. Yeah. I mean, but it means a lot, especially how many people have moved here. Yeah. But you're native times seven. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And my grandparents grew up in this neighborhood, like my wow. grandmother on 44th and Xavier, and my yeah. grandfather was born on 27th and Wyandotte. Um, and then I don't know if you've heard about the Bossler House, but it's on 32nd and Fairview, which is actually on Highland Park um, on 32nd and Federal. Okay. Um, which coincidentally is just down the street from where we are now. I know, at the I was end of say, Grove. It's like, seems like I just drove away. by here. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't even realize that until after I moved in here and then went that way one day for a delivery and went, oh. <gasps> That's where my four times great grandfather's house is. It's it's crazy, but so I'm very. I feel wow. very connected. So you to were this here first, real before realizing it. Yeah, wow. and I just never come from that direction before, and you know, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh wow, it's like on the it's same right street there. actually. Yeah. Wow. And my grandparents' first house together after they got married was on Zunai, and my husband and I's first house was on Wyandotte. So it's just it. And this I, is all probably in what radius do you would you say like half a, a mile? mile? Yeah, a mile. mile. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's all very, yeah, very, very close. So, who, <laughs> so going back several generations, who were you, who were your family here, and what kind of what did they do to, 
to establish in this area. Um, so my four times great grandfather was Ambrose Bossler. Okay. Um, and he settled here in like 18 something. <laughs> Mid 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was downtown. He had an ice business. Um, he was very successful. He, w- he moved here when he was 15 years old from Kentucky because he didn't like his stepfather. And so he decided to make his way. On his own as yeah, a 15-year-old? Yeah, on his own. And he bought like a team of 12 horses and bought. Right, because this wasn't like catch a Southwest flight. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, oh, I'll just, you know. I mean, at 15. Wow. And to, you know, I don't know. I can't even imagine. I know. But and, and just him on, with horses or did he come with a group? Um, you know? He came with a small group of people and I am not. And with his wife. Okay. And they had some children. And I'm not sure how many. Okay. And I tried to do as much research as I could before doing this, but there's just so much. And I was just digging in. I kept finding more and more and more. And I was like, I'm not going to get all my facts straight, but I'm going to do my best. Yeah. No, I'm like, all years. This is amazing. So So they settled here in the 1800s. And it was, you know, what we now call downtown. Yeah. Um, They... uh, it started to get kind of rough down there. And the reason that I actually know, let me tell you how I know. Yeah, please. All of this information. So yeah. the Bossler house was purchased by um, Jan and Steve Davis in maybe around 2015. Okay. Um, and it needed renovations. It was in disrepair and it had been, it had been in a pretty sad state for about six years. Okay. Um, and they bought it, they renovated it and fell in love with it and decided to keep it. Wow. And it's beautiful. And so they invited my entire family to the grand opening and the blessing um, and this is amazing because, like, I don't know if they realized how big my family actually is, but I think there was, like, 27 or 29 of us or something there. Whoa. And, like, wow. Um, so we're all lined up on the staircase, like, packed in there. But um, so there's, there's people up there speaking, like, the, about the construction process and about the renovation process and about, you know, everything they had to do for the historical society and things like that. And it's right. kind of, I mean, it was all really interesting, but it was kind of facts and this and this. And then um, Phil... Goodstein gets up there, and he's the, um, you may have seen his books in, like, coffee shops, the black and white books yeah. about different Denver neighborhoods and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he gets up to speak, and he's he just rumbles the room, and he's like, Ambrose Bosler was an amazing man! <laughs> and he just shook the whole room, and everyone Whoa. bursts out into laughter. But he knew so much about my my 4Gs, is what I call them. Yeah. It helps, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knew so much about 4Gs that he just... Uh, it was amazing, and I learned so much. And um, like, what what did he say made him such an amazing man? Like, what about his legacy? Um, well, he said that he, um, you know, at the time he had an ice an ice business, and he came out here. He had, um, you know, the team of horses, and he had some like barger. I'm I'm not I'm not really sure what they were. I was trying to like visualize what they were, but yeah. something to like haul ice, apparently. Yeah. And he owned a lake is where Highland Park is now, Okay, I think, is okay. what they were trying to describe. Um, and so he had an ice business, and he would drive back and forth on his wagon and this rickety trail with his ice. And oh gosh. Denver, it was just now about to become Denver. It wasn't Denver yet. It was still called Queen City at that time. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So if you see like Queen City Salvage or Queen City General Store, oh. like that's where they got that name. Probably now we'll notice that now that yeah, I know what it is. I yeah. thought about naming the shop something about that. Like, oh. and I kind of wish I would have. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess all the people were coming to town then mm. and it was getting really popul- populated. And so with people comes crime. So he wanted yeah. to move him, his family up to a safer place. And he saw 
this place on the hill that was really lush and green. So back then they could, it was Queen City and then they called it like the garden land up here or something in the Highlands. Oh, okay. Um, it probably mo- really felt like that, especially without cars and... Yeah. I mean, now we think of it like, oh yeah, you just pop up these streets, but it really probably did feel very far away. Yeah, apparently yeah. it took an hour, which oh. I can't imagine it taking an hour in a horse and buggy to get from here to downtown, right. like Union Station. Right. That's what I read and I can't fathom that, wow. but... Different though. I mean, you could walk there in less than an hour. So that's, you know, there's probably a lot of obstacles. Might need to do some fact checking, but no. (laughs) But regardless, it was far away. I mean, it fell Mm -hmm. at a distance for sure. Yeah. Yeah, And he brought his family up here, and and there's even the water down there was was rough and had to be filtered. And up here, it was clear runoff from the mountains. So up here was like kind of a steam, like the this is where like the highfalutin people go. Mm. This is and and they he helped to coin it the Highlands. And um, like based on his Scottish heritage. So what is that? How does that tie back to high, Does Highlands have a connection to Scottish language or or it does. But I don't know okay. what that is. Yeah, Something, I didn't. Yeah. I got so lost in my family history that no. I was like, maybe I should delve into that. But at yeah, the same yeah. time, I found that like like if you look up anything about who established the Highlands, then General Larimer comes up. Mm-hmm. And so everything talks about him. But. Phil Goodstein that wrote those books right. said that my 4G um, wow. was one of the founders. There was a group of men. And I mean, he was, a, he was a big part of Denver back then. At one point, Spear Boulevard was supposed to be named Bossler Boulevard, but apparently he didn't have like the like wherewithal to, like, to, to pay the taxes or something on it. There was oh. like some, some kind of fee that he would have had to pay or something. And then um, Mayor Spear, I think he became the mayor after that, but he was still, he was always a big part of Denver's history because he had like started the beautification project. Yeah. And, um, so he basically owned everything. He had built everything up all along what is now Spear Boulevard and built like um, Civic Center Park and all of the really? beautiful parks. Yeah. So yeah. he, they really like tried to showcase this area and uh, like to bring more people to this part of the country and say, look how well we're doing. Here's where all mm. the mansions are. We're all like up here on the hill. Come join us, because mm. like there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a future here for you. Um, wow. Yeah. So. Well, it's interesting, even and I know not everyone listening is from the Denver area, but this area you're talking about, it's like even today there's like the performing arts complex there, and there's you know down the road where like professional sports play. So it does. I mean that a lot. I mean it's like it set the stage for all of that today and right i mean i'll tell you it's making me want to do more research on denver me too i've started ordering books i can't wait i want to learn everything about it and and i didn't know this that like so during this um during the blessing of the Bossler House was when we learned all. Of, I learned all of this stuff. Like maybe my family had known. And remind you know, me some when? When was that blessing? Um, that was in April of 2017. Okay, so four or five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah. So I had learned a lot. Wow. At that blessing and at that open house. And then since then, just doing research, I learned that it was one of the first houses in Denver, and it was the first house in Denver with hardwood floors. Really? Yes. And before that, I don't mean to sound naive, like, what was it? Was it um, Girl, I'm naive, too, because I don't know. I'm like, what <laughs> came before? I mean, was it dirt or was there something in between? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. they must have, maybe they had some kind of substrate, but it, yeah. it wasn't hardwood But that floors. was a big deal, huge mm-hmm. deal to have. Yeah, and he brought them from Kentucky on in, with his horse and wagon. and When he originally came here? Mm-hmm. And then the cousin that I just met that I told you about. Yeah, which maybe I wonder if you could just back up and share a little bit. Oh, sure. About it's through some of this. And and we had kind of just started talking about this. And I was so excited to learn about Nisi's connection to the 
the whole city. But what what else did you come across in that research? Um, so I found some new family members that I didn't know about. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. This is like in just this is in the last week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I was I was sitting here in the shop and just trying to do research and prep for this. But I I found a post in the Denver Historical Society. Uh, about the Bossler house and they had that there was a magazine clipping called Bossler Bits which was really interesting and yeah. I read everything that I could about the house from there yeah. but then there was a comment from a cousin of mine that I didn't know that I had a very distant cousin but she said I'm oh that was my four times great grandmother and I went you're what? Like, you're like wait a second <laughs> wait a second yeah so I commented and um and then we talked all day you know, wow. we just, yeah, we talked for hours and until she was like, okay, I gotta, I have to take my kids to gymnastics. And I was like, okay, well, and she lives in Littleton and I'm in Lakewood. So for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get together and we're actually going to do another tour of the Bossler house and my whole family's going to come again. And my aunt contacted Jan wow. and is going to set that up. So we'll all be able to go revisit that again, which. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk about connection to a place. Yeah, and then, it's and wild. Then, wow. Were there other things you learned about kind of your family and, and how what your family had done when Denver was brand new? Um, I mean, that's just so unique to have to think <laughs> back that your family was so influential and now what is such a huge, I mean, nationwide, you know, people know things about Denver. Across the world, people know things about Denver. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess there is another, yeah, I found out so many things. And the, another thing that I thought was really neat was that when they did settle up here, mm -hmm. that he bought the property that went from where the house is on 32nd Federal all the way up to Rocky Mountain Lake, um, which was then known by a different name. Okay. But that magazine article that I was telling you about, yeah. Bossler Bits, it was cut off because it, it and so I didn't see it. It was W-O oh. something. And I tried to research and I couldn't find what it used to be called. But I'm sure somebody out there knows. So let me know. Um, but <laughs> his wife, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> um, his wife, Mary, after they bought the property, decided that she wanted to name it Rocky Mountain Lake because of the view of the mountains. So oh. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think wow. that's really cool. So what a connection. So I guess just kind of, and here you, and again, here we are in your lovely shop. Can you tell me a little bit about what it feels like to be in this place, be part of the community here. And again, I think you did such a beautiful job of explaining without even knowing when you picked this location that you were a few blocks from where your 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 relatives had lived. But what is that like um, for you to kind of now have this shop and be part of the community? Oh my God, it's everything. It really is. Like oh. it's just, sometimes I think I could own anything and I'd be happy. Like if I could have anything in the space and I would just be happy if I, if I had something that brought people to me yeah. and we could have a connection. Uh, so like I, plants I, I are great, it. but really yeah. it's the people. And I mean, plants are the, are the very best thing I yeah. can think of for, for that connection because there's just such a, um, I get such wonderful feedback from people and, and it's this like little kind of hole in the wall, you know, like a little hidden gem. Yeah. It's totally a hidden gem. <laughs> right. That's the only word for it. Yeah. yeah. And people come in and they're like, how have you done this with this space? And, you know, I because just always. Just to give, I mean, it is a small space, but it is like, I mean, this is like, I, I want to like show pictures to everybody. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I always like to joke that uh, I pretend I'm in New York and then marvel at the amount of space I'm allowed to have. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is huge. It's you don't even relative, know. right? Yeah. All my kids live in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> but you just have to make the most out of the space that you have. And, yeah. and when in doubt, go up. So right. if you only have a little bit of space, then build up. Right. So yeah. um, I've definitely made the most out of this this small space. And um, I don't know, people just 
I get really good feedback when they come in. They always come back. I have so many return customers yeah. and people know that, um, I don't know. I feel like there's so many different places that you can spend your money. Literally. So many. And anywhere. you don't even have to go outside. Right. Especially now. Yeah. Right. So if someone chooses to come see me in person, mm -hmm. to seek me out and to spend their money on my establishment, then I owe it to them to give them everything that I have. And, and like customer service is everything to mm -hmm. me. And I really mean it. I walk people, I walk them to their car, I take their plants. And I've actually mm -hmm. worked at places where I was like more or less discouraged to like to go the extra mile. And really? they're like, yeah, they're like, like well, they well, didn't they're want like, you to. Yeah, they're like, well, they'll out. come to expect that, you know, like, and I was like, um, that's not cool. Like, that didn't sit right with me at all. I'm like, if they're yeah. coming to see me, I'm going to go the extra mile. Like, I'll go home with them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I will take it to their house and put it where I think yeah. it needs to be in their house for, you they know, were like, don't but, give them too much service. <laughs> right. But yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it's about. And I give out my cell number to people and I have signs everywhere that I sell my plants. You know, like I, I sell them at Leaker, Leaver's Locavore as well and yeah. Larimer Records Cafe. And I say, whether you bought the plant for me or not, here's my cell number. Give me a call or shoot me a text and I'll help you diagnose your plant problems because I just want diagnose. people to succeed. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of plant doctoring. and Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that you kind of said that like, you talk about the ice business that your G4 had, right? Right. But, but really, you're kind of talking about, I feel like I'm just kind of coming up with this in my mind right now, but you're, it's like an old school way of doing business a little bit, right? Like, I don't know of any other people that if I buy something from them, I have their cell number. I mean, I don't <laughs> know if I can think of any, any, maybe except for like an on-call doctor or dentist, but I feel like that's a different category. I mean... It, yeah, I can't think of, of anyone either. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, that is such an interesting connection, especially with your, your like, heritage. But you're, it's like, it's kind of bringing back that old spirit of business and well, where and, it's... Right. Yeah. And I kind of think about, like, my grandfather and everybody else's grandfathers, you know, back in the day in, yeah. like, the 50s and, they, and 60s. Like, they had a guy for mm -hmm. everything you know like totally. they were like I got my furnace guy I call my mechanic yeah. you know I have like my lawn guy or whatever like they had a guy for everything and, right. and there was just that one guy like you go see Tony for this or and you, you would never Lenny think about going to see someone else yeah. right that's like yeah. cheating and you would never go to like uh, like a Mako like no offense Mako but right. you know yeah right. you're gonna go to Lenny because that's the guy down the street and he treats you right you know yeah. his family and you know his wife you know like yeah. you um, and so that dawned on me after being here like for a very short mm. time. I was like, let me be your plant lady. Like the plant lady. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here with the plant lady. Yeah. And I mean, it's really great because some, I can't imagine that I couldn't, could never have imagined that it was going to take off the way that it actually did. Like that, just that mindset mm -hmm. that people, that was actually something that people really needed, Yeah, you know? And I just like, at first when I talked about it, I thought, when you think of plants, like you'll think of me and you'll come get a plant for me or whatever. Right. But it really translates to so much more than that. And I am so many people's plant lady. They call me for everything and they send me pictures like 10 o'clock at night. I'll be laying in bed. I'll get a, a text, you know, and they're like, oh, what's going on with my plant? And You're the on-call <laughs> on doctor. Totally. And I'll totally diagnose it, you know, yeah. and, I, and I'll study pictures and stuff and be like, here's what's going on. And um yeah, so it's, it's I just I love great. that you said study pictures. It's not like you're just like half paying attention texting. Like you're <laughs> taking time to really think about what could be happening. And again, I just have to say, no, I don't know anyone else who would do that. Well, if no they take the time to, Home to write Depot, me. But Home Depot is not, certainly not doing that or wherever else, you know, but. Right. Wow. Well, if and, you're taking the time to send something to me and you're going to take a picture and be like, help me, then I'm going to help you, mm -hmm. you know, so. 
How many, how often do you get reached out for plan diagnoses? <laughs> all day long, really? all the time. Yeah. And it was funny because, I mean, my husband's amazing um, and he's shout so out. supportive. Yeah. Shout out to Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He's awesome. He's so supportive. Like uh, every step of the way, he's just always been my biggest cheerleader. And any time that I thought like, oh, can I do this? And he's like, are you kidding? You're doing it. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing it. Like, look at um, you. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there has been like a time or two when he looks at me and I'm on my phone again, you know, and he's like, could you maybe like set hours for that thing? And I was like, I can't like that. There's no hours for customer support, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, t- beyond 10, yeah, maybe yeah. even beyond nine, like you're not going to get me, you know, but, and that's probably an understand, understood yeah. thing. Like, yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, she'll answer me in the morning. But if I'm awake and I see it, I'll answer it because if I don't, yeah. it's on my plate in the morning and I have a lot to do in the morning. So, right. you know, I just do it then. And, and he totally understands. He's like, yeah, I know, you know, yeah. like, I'm sorry. So I make it short. So to my, all my customers out there, if you happen to write me between, you know, maybe seven and 10, it might be brief, but <laughs> who knows? It might be really lengthy too. You never know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> well, and everyone should check out your Instagram because you can tell the community that's around you because people want to show that they bought something from you. I mean, that is like that. I mean, you can't package that. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, I mean, and I, I think have there been other specific things customers have said about you or, or your shop? I mean, you've kind of alluded to it, but I just want to hear more. I'm like, tell me everything. (laughs) I love it. Well, I mean, what you just brought up, like made me think of a, of a different thing. It's on the same subject, but, um, that I always take pictures of my customers. I take pictures of plants too, and talk about plant care and pet safe plants and, you know, things that are great for different lighting and stuff like that. Um, but I really like showcase my customers a lot more than I've noticed other people doing it. Right. Um, and so I started to notice this trend, especially after opening up after the pandemic of people coming in really dressed up like all decked out, you know, and they were, and I was like, oh, look at them turning out on a Thursday mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I'd be like, you guys look good. You guys are styling. What's up? You know, and they get their plants and stuff. And I don't take pictures of every customer. And sometimes I'm busy. And sometimes, you know, I always ask people like, do you want, do you want a picture for the ground? And they're like, yeah. yes. Um, but sometimes I'm busy or just don't want to intrude or whatever. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's an organic thing. If it happens, sure. it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I started noticing that people would stand in that spot. Mm-hmm. where the, typically the, the pictures get taken and they would just kind of linger there, you know? Like then, wanting you to ask. Yeah, like, yeah and I'm like, hard. oh, would you like a picture? And then sometimes <laughs> they would say, can can we be, can, can you take a picture of us? And I was like, oh, oh. And I, I realized that like people hadn't been dressing up or having any reason to mm. wear clothes you know, during all of the quarantine and, and oh, just being at home for so a long. reason to dress up. Yeah, and they're like, we're going to go to Tiger Lily and get on the gram and like wear oh. our best outfits. And like people were turning it up really yes i loved it it was so cool wow yeah so that was just that was really oh, cool to, like, i love that yeah a, we, a year we needed a reason to dress up yeah. right yeah how else did you notice the pandemic impact your business kind of how you were seen in the community um well for me i thought um i guess right away I realized that I needed to transition because my shop is so small. Yeah. And so when they first started talking about social distancing, um, I thought, well, there's not really that much room in here to do that. Yeah, you're like, that's tough. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and I was getting groups of people. And, you know, there was different levels of concern. I need to be responsible whether they're going to close things down or not. There was a rumor that things were going to happen, but I was like, I need to just shut it down because this doesn't feel like the uh, the responsible thing to do. So sure. I actually closed. I actually closed down about two weeks before they required everyone to, and I just transitioned into uh, delivery. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes, which ended up being amazing for my business. 
I am your plant lady. So I had my truck full of plants and I just drove around town and they were all like, they were all orders. Like I would get, I was so busy. Like busier than you had been? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, my I wow. had a little bit of survivor's guilt because I was like yeah. so busy and I actually felt like this this panic kind of, you know, cuz like you remember that like that period when you'd leave the house and be scared to be in the car mm-hmm. like am I going to get pulled over and be like this is know, essential. It was, it was very scary. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get milk, I don't know, but yeah. you know, and I thought, well, if I get caught outside and get in trouble, like I don't know, I'm delivering plants to people and it was probably yeah. it was the safest way to to conduct business because right. no one's coming in here. Right. I go straight to the greenhouse, right. get my plants. Um, there was even a period where it was really intense where they were like, whatever you need, yeah. we'll set them outside the door for you. Do you just call us and let us know what you need? Like, So you guys had a system. Yeah, they love yeah. me and I love them. Of like, course I, they love I, you. I love yeah. them. But anyway, they're like, we'll set it outside for you if we have to. You come pick it up. And so I was just going, I was wearing gloves and a mask and I would yeah. just take plants from door to door. Um, there wasn't very much potting going on in pots and stuff. Like people just wanted plants in their house. Yeah. What and, do you think that was about? Um, well, I think it had to do with a lot of things. Yeah. It happened during, um, I mean, it was spring, right? It was March. Right. It, which makes you think summer is Blooms. coming, but it's not. Right. Because it's still freaking cold in Denver. Right. So we're still getting snow. It's it's cold. You're stuck inside. Yeah. And you want to go play. And you're like, we can't go outside. And then once it did start to get nice, you still can't go outside. Mm-hmm. Like, they were kicking people out of parks and stuff. So yeah. people wanted to surround themselves with plants. Um, bring the outdoors in. Yeah, bring the outdoors in. Yeah. And spring is always a good time in the plant business anyway. Sure. Yeah. But um, So that was extra. And then also, this was a, a really funny element to it. What? Zoom calls. Zoom competitions. What? What yeah. do you mean? There was tons of people who were like, um, my house needs to look better than Gary's, you know, because like, I don't like Gary. And Gary's got too many Gary, plants. Yeah. I'm going to be Gary, you know, and like, my house oh, needs to look better. Gary. People would send me pictures and be like, my, whatever I get needs to look better than this. So, but they're like, whoa, we really? have to do it organically. This is yeah. me up. Yeah. And they wanted it to look like they didn't do it on purpose. Like, oh, I just went into another room of my house. I decided to do it in my, in my office today where there just happens to be. A ton oh, I, of plants. I hadn't like, showed you this room. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So it was really funny. I, there, I had one like um, person in particular that one customer that was just like, she couldn't get enough. She was like more plants. And she was just, I mean, she's obviously really competitive anyway, but <laughs> <At baseline, yeah. laughs> she needed to win. Yeah. 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 And so she was like bigger plants, bigger, bigger. But, but you bring up a good point too like with the, the Zoom stuff too, where people then were creating a lot of people creating office space at home that they had never had. And maybe they had plants in the office. I don't know, but maybe it was some kind of reclaimed, like I need to have a space that makes me feel good working. And right. I mean, yeah, that's a huge element of it. And also there's the element of, I guess there's a lot of facets to it. Yeah. I'm like, it's interesting to (laughs) dig into a little bit. There's also the element of you work in, in, in this workplace where your coworkers don't always know a lot about you, like whatever they right. see on social media or whatever. And so all of a sudden they're seeing your house. It's it's a private, it's kind of a, yeah. it's a vulnerable There's thing kind of a panic sure. moment where you're like, oh, don't look over here. And I, this is laundry. And you, you're like, you know, like, or like, yeah. what's the best, you play around with the best angle. Yeah. And if <laughs> yeah. you're trying to go up in your, com- in your company, yeah. and, you know, trying to move upward, then mm-hmm. you, you want to present your best self and that you're right. together and that you have a lovely house. And but that, you never had to do that before. You're right. exactly right. You're like, you can just be in this house with like kids and toys and stuff all over yeah, the place. Didn't and matter, like, but yeah, now and then people you show get a glimpse. To work, like I'm, I'm all together, but now you had to actually. Yeah. You were showcasing more well. of yourself. Yeah. 
Wow, it's so yeah. interesting. I know. It Someone really should is. do a study on this. I know. And you know what else I really loved about it is that, um, I mean, besides all of that, was the connection that I formed with my customers because yeah. they had been coming to me this whole time. And all of a sudden, they're alone in their house. And I really noticed this with people who were single. Really? It was a really hard time for single people totally. during all of that. And I noticed, like, through Facebook posts and things like, yeah, my friends that were single, I felt so, I was feeling for them hard. because so I was just like, I need, you need to come over. You need mm-hmm. a hug. You need some food. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and quarantine yeah. is very different if you're coupled or you have mm-hmm. a family that's in your same, that whole quarantine thing, if you're really, if you're living in a one bedroom by yourself, that's a whole different animal. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what you're referring yeah, to. You don't have family here. And then all of a sudden yeah. the plant lady is at your door. The, the person that you go to see in their shop mm. and then she's all of a sudden coming to you bringing you these plants that are like filling your house with wow. with love and green oxygen I was just gonna and, say that's the word I felt love when you yeah. said that I mean uh, there was the, so many tears and so many like just like air hugs and oh. moments of just um, like almost a happy hour where I'd stand on their sidewalk and they're on their porch and we mm. would just talk forever and you know I mean that was like mm. I, th- I just think that whole period was so important for we're gonna look back on it and go Wow. Wow. Totally. <laughs> yeah. The story. I feel like we're and, just now uncovering mm-hmm. the first layer of all that. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. I mean. So you're being plants and connection. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just plants. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like so much more than that because yeah. what, what I brought to, to some of those people's doorsteps was like something that they mm, really needed. I love that. So, wow. Yeah, it meant so much to both of us. I, I come home with so many stories, you know? I bet. Yeah. Is there any you feel like you could share here or are those kind of private for No, they're not private at all. Like I'm an open book, but Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I don't I don't know that I can think of any right off the cuff, but I mean there were so many. There was like kids that would um get their chalkboard, I mean get their uh their chalk out oh. and do a hopscotch leading up to the door. Like up Cute. their driveway, knowing that I was coming. So there was one. Um, so were you bouncing plants and hopscotching? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was like, here I come. Yeah, with gloves on too. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, it helps you grip the plants. Yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> but yeah, there was this one. This one customer of mine, and she ordered frequently, and she was, and mm-hmm. her kids would be outside playing, you know, and she had these little toddlers just in little yeah. underwear running around the sprinkler and stuff, you know, and she's like, uh, here she comes, here comes a plant lady, and so they would make messages to me on the sidewalk leading up to the door, and oh. you know, so. There were so many, like, I made friends with so many dogs and, you know, just, yeah. I, I don't even know. It's, it's funny because. what an experience you never, I mean, the pandemic was awful, right? And right. We, but it, talk about a glimmer of light in that, man. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I, I was really blessed during the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I made the most of it for sure. And it, Clearly. it just, good stories came my way left and right, you know. Mm. So there was a little survivor's guilt about that. And I'd run into friends of mine that own um, restaurants and boutiques mm. and, right. um, you know, retail was really hard and restaurants were obviously really hit hard and bar totally. owners and stuff. And they're yeah. like, how are you doing? I was like, awesome. I mean, considering, um, how are you doing? You know, I was like, oh, kind of hard tone to tone it down. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm not struggling mm-hmm. actually, you know, so yeah. I got and really lucky. So may, and maybe it was part of the industry, but I also want to just say you, you also were really getting yourself out there. Like you were being creative and finding solutions to it. And and I hear you on the survivor's guilt, but I also <laughs> just want to give you a pat on the back too. Like you were trying to, you were improvising for how you can make your business work. And I think that's awesome. Thank you. Like, well, you have to hustle. And, and, and I do admit that at the beginning, a part of me thought, do I just like do what I know a lot of people are going to do and just take a break and mm-hmm. settle in and see where this goes and just shut things down. And I was right. like, I'm not doing that. And I felt a little bad about, 
I'm really good on social media and I post, you know, like mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. Um, I, I always just like, like to keep my, my people involved, keep my followers interested. Yeah. And I kept doing that. And so that kind of felt weird for a second, but I thought this is a time that I can either stand out or fade away. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm like kind of In the out, only right? one out there, like still engaging, then it, what, even if I get shut down and I can't deliver anymore, you know, cause that felt like that could definitely happen. Sure. It's like, well, we'll still talk every day and they could send me pictures of their plants and we'll figure out a way to like, yeah. to make this work, you know? So yeah. that was fun. Wow. I mean, I thrive off connecting with people. It really like gives me energy. Yeah. I get a stomach ache if I can't do it. <laughs> I really <laughs> like, do. Please tell me what's yeah. going on. Well, I wonder, um, are there other like future thoughts you have about, and we, and probably for another time, you were you were alluding to many past lives and interesting things you've done. And part of me almost wants to save that for a whole other conversation. But sure. are there are there thoughts of where the plant business could go? Other things that you're interested in that you could see yourself wanting to move into in the future? Oh gosh, I don't know. Because I think I think as soon as for me anyway, as soon as I would try to label that, it probably wouldn't go in that direction yeah. anyway. Yeah, and you're just here now, yeah, right? Yeah, things just happen so organically, and right. I feel like the more you put yourself out there and the more you make yourself available to people, right. um, the more things are going to come your way. And at the beginning, I had a motto of always say yes. Mm -hmm. And so when I first started my business, I said yes to everything. Yeah. Everything. And my calendar was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, so overwhelming. Yeah, sometimes it was crazy, but it was always fulfilling. Mm -hmm. It was always rewarding. I always met so many people and got so many great things out of it. And now I've learned you don't always have to say yes. And it's just Back as important to know when to say no. Mm. Um, but also don't get stuck in that. And don't ever feel like, oh, I, I'm successful now or whatever. Like, don't, yeah. don't sell yourself short because there are so many things out there that you could be doing if you just say yes to everything. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't want to talk bad about any business owners, but I mean, some people you just get kind of set in your ways. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You get comfortable and you're like, I've made it. I'm good. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. So I'm just yeah. going to chill out. And it's like, no, put yourself out there. You're not too good for any little small event. You're not right. too, you know, like, oh, I can't attend those anymore because now I'm big time or whatever. Yeah. So with well, that... <laughs> so with that, do you mean like you were saying yes to everything because you were trying to get your business going or because you were excited about it all or all of the above? And now is it more like reflecting on what what really makes you most excited, like what you want to be intentionally like the stuff you're all in for, you're going to say yes. And the stuff that you're not feeling so excited back off on, or is it that you're truly just have so much on your calendar? You have to just pare it down a little bit. You now. have to pare it down. Yeah. And I mean, it is, it, it does have a, something to do with like enthusiasm and the things that you're actually excited about. Yeah. And I think in the beginning to have a successful business, you have to say yes to everything. Like every farmer's market, sure. every holiday market, every pop-up, like, every little I'm thing there, that I'm someone's there, like, there. yeah, do you want to pop up at my place? You're like, yes, I do. And it's a lot of schlepping. Yeah. You're taking all of your stuff, all of your product and like right. hoping it sells, but whatever, you're getting your name out there and you're yeah. showing that you're supporting your community and, and right. that you're supporting people trying to like do something. You know, they're like, right. the reason that they're having a pop-up is because they're trying to be, bring business to, to their small business, you right. know? So so it all kind of um, you works show up together. to support them and they'll show up to support you. So, yeah, I um, love that. Yeah, I did that so much in the beginning. And it's just, you know, saying yes to like all kinds of like networking events mm -hmm. and things like that, like happy hours. And um, now I just 
I do what I do as much as I can, but I also want to focus on time with my husband and sure, you know, so like, I don't, you're other, I don't do every other, everything in the world that I can, but I still like to do as much as I can. And something that's really important to me is showcasing local artists. So and, tell um, me more about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love doing, um, I mean, I think it's really important to have a place. It's a really special thing to be able to have a place yeah. to be able to do it. First of all. Yeah. Um, so I like to showcase local artists, makers. I always say makers, doers, entrepreneurs. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm here for them. And I just think about how much that would have meant to me when I was younger, you know, because I was I was always an artist in one form or another. Yeah. And I was always hustling and trying to make something happen. So I always had I always had some little hustle as a kid and you like, know give one example. Um oh or gosh. two. I'm like, so yeah, like, one I, don't, I, don't know, I would try to make like T shirts or stickers or yeah. um my artwork and Gosh, I can't even. There's so many. Yeah. I just, I just would try to do everything. Beyond the lemonade stand, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah. I was like, I want to get out there. I want to do something more. And I felt like I always had more to offer, you yeah. know. And, and I always didn't. I didn't know exactly what that was, but I knew that there was something else that I had to to give. Like I wanted to be involved in something, and so I would always try. And I can only imagine how excited it would have made me yeah. to be able to walk into a local shop and them go, yes. I'm all about it. I love your stuff. I'll take yeah. it. And like, Give me 20 um, of your t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And like one example is like, I mean, I have, you know, macrame and all kinds of things from local makers yeah. if you look around here. But um, there's mm. a, a little boy named Gabriel. Um, he's 11. He lives in the neighborhood. And he just came in one day and he was really confident. Was he? Yeah. For 11. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He was like, came in and he was just, he had his greeting cards and he's like, hi, I was just wondering like, you know, if you'd be interested in, uh, my sister and I make greeting cards and wondering if you'd be interested in carrying them in your store and like he was confident but he also seemed ready to be disappointed like he he thought I was mm. going to say no he didn't want to get his hopes up yeah and he'd been to a couple places and he thought she's probably going to say no and I was like well let's see what you got and he pulls them out and they're great they're fantastic they're like better than any Are other card that now? I have here like yeah they're all the ones up. hanging on the door oh yeah and like just like the art is it's really simple they're blank inside but they're really cute and creative mm. and they're bright and, and I always think the graphics are amazing. The better. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, these are you? And uh, he's got one with like a cat wearing like a like an 80s kind of like tie or something, you know, <laughs> like it's just they're just cute. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, do you have do you have more with you? And he's like, yeah, they're, they're in my mom's car. And I was like, go get them. I'll they're take them all. They're in my mom's car because yeah. I'm 11 and I want my own car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he goes running out to get them mm. all. And I can just picture how he felt when he, you know, running there and then getting to his mom being like, she wants them. She wants them all. And, and, and then the mom's like, to, yeah. And then, so they're all out there trying to put them in the uh. mylar sleeves because they were just, you know, they weren't in the sleeves yet. Yeah. So he's like, and he comes running in. Sorry, they weren't in the sleeves. So we put them all together, you know, and talk about the hustle. That, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that just felt so good. Like. That's what it. That's what it's all about. Mm. Just to have a place. So that's what I mean. Like, kind of, it doesn't matter if it's plants. Like, right. you know, to have a place to showcase that. And and when my husband said, "You're mm. great at so many things. Pick one." Like, it doesn't. I wish I would have realized back then when I was second guessing myself and thinking I was going to pick the wrong thing. Like, what if I pick the wrong thing and I miss out on doing the other thing that's really good? And yeah. There, there's no such thing. Like, once you open the doors, and you have, you're in a place like. Mm. You can do anything. Yeah. You know? And, and it doesn't have to be just one thing. No. I mean, you. there's a brick and mortar. I could literally, I could change what I'm doing tomorrow if I yeah. wanted to, but I'm not going to. But it evolves. But you could. Yeah. Right. It evolves. It I evolves. love that. Yeah. And it's almost like you're doing this for Gabriel and past you. Like 11-year-old you too, maybe, in a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. I'm making my little, like, paint splash, my cool, like, neon. <laughs> paint splash. My neon things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you touched on so much. You're you're passionate about making a space for other people to be able to sell things. You clearly connection, community, learning about your own ancestry, especially tied to Denver plants. Um, what is there anything else you'd like to share? I mean, there's there's a lot that clearly sparks enthusiasm and joy for you. But anything else come to mind? Oh, gosh. Um I don't know. Things that excite me are, um, I mean, I love to sew and create. Mm. Um, my best friend, Sadie, is just an amazing creator, and she makes everything. Did she make what you're wearing? She did. Oh. Yeah. You, you couldn't see that, but she just, like, yeah. made a reference to this beautiful <laughs> dress she's wearing. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. Yeah, she's incredible, and she's, like, she actually had her sewing studio in this space, um, and that's how I ended up here. Oh. Yeah, she owns the salon next door, but her sewing studio is, used to be here. Wow. And she's, like, um, like, she moved to um, Lakewood and had a bigger house where she could have her studio out of the house. And, that's cool. And she's, like, I think you should take over this spot. I don't know what, what you're going to do with it, but you need to take it, mm. you know? Um, and that's kind of how that all came together too. I was like, it was just happened to be perfect timing. I was like, I am taking it and I'm doing it and I'm going to sell succulents there and plants yeah. and Gabriel's cards yes. and macrame and we're going to do everything there. Um, <laughs> Gabriel's cards. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And who knew that it would have become this back then? But um, wow. I don't know. I, I love fashion and sewing and travel and mm. yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of things that I'm passionate about, but. So stay tuned for more Nisi episodes, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're like, could be the poster child for this idea of enthusiasm. <laughs> and, and and that's kind of what I'm trying to do with this. But I would just want to say, like, hearing you, I'm like, I'm lit up from it. I'm like, I want to I wanna buy from you. I want to hang out in your shop. I love what you're doing for the community. And so, well, thank you. Yes, thank you. This was great. I love it. Me too. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave a review and share with a friend. And if you're enthusiastic about something and want to share it, please contact me at michelle at enthusiasmdiaries.com. <laughs>